Back in the fast lane, high school football in the books. College football, not quite in the books. Though for some players, maybe it is for opt-outs, not being in bowl games or what have you. But somebody whose best is still to come with football coverage is WSET's Dave Walls, and he's with us in the fast lane. Dave, we're glad to be speaking with you. We'll get to that momentarily, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, is there some developments in a good way for you? Uh, but high school football this past weekend. Can you think of a more interesting weekend of games from a late pass that doomed Salem to LCA putting the cherry on top for an undefeated season? Yeah, boy, what an exciting uh, final day it was. I mean, just up and down, even the games, to be honest, that we didn't cover, uh, like uh, I go to Class 1 and where Essex won, or Essex lost, I should say, uh, to Galax 7-6. to Galax scored two safeties and then had a freshman kicker come in and kick a 42-yard field goal that literally was a line drive, bounced off the crossbar and went in for the game winner as time expired. Uh, that was exciting. Salem, you had to feel for them because they had finally tied the game. We looked destined for overtime. And then their quarterback just heaved up a pass and caught a guy in single coverage as time ran out uh, for the win there. And then LCA left no doubt. Uh, they did exactly what we thought they would do, and they proved uh, that they were. this was the team uh, that had what it took to get over the top. Yes, Gideon Davidson ran wild, but you know the offensive line carved up some big holes for him. The defense uh, did what they needed to do, let in a touchdown or two in the third, but they were not going to break down the line. And uh, truly, uh, Frank Rocco, Davidson, and the entire LCA squad uh, deserve all the awards and accolades. They were really that team they're really that dominant all throughout the season dave i'm gonna gloat because this is the only time i'll be able to realistically do it on this subject but i never understood how people thought salem stood no chance i know phoebus was great they had the 104 to nothing win against jamestown in the opener of the playoffs but i mean people are discounting a salem team that has two sec bound players and i mean you know if you're in that conference you're probably a pay-for-play caliber player i mean let's call a spade a spade and to have that kind of talent doesn't mean you were going to win and it never happened for salem but they were clearly in that game and had more than their fair share of opportunities 100 percent. i mean it was a defensive slugfest in the first half um you know salem really dominated phoebus from a sense that phoebus scored on i think their opening possession or first or second i'm not gonna lie i don't remember which one it was but scored early in the game and then salem shut them down until late in the ball game you know it was still seven to six going into the fourth quarter uh that line had come up with some fourth down stops had really dragged this game out uh until phoebus gets a like touch on go up 14-6 and then uh, had the miscue there right at the end of the game but like you mentioned this is a team that had the horses to run and quite frankly uh, they gave Phoebus their toughest game of the season uh, you know and they were and they were tested in a way that no one had tested them uh, yet this season you know uh, the offense for Salem struggled a little bit and they gave up some points and they had a missed field goal they had a uh, some penalties and some and some fumbles that really took things away, but uh, they forced Phoebus into a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, that really uh, just shows you how well this uh, Salem team was coached and played, even if the result wasn't the way they expected it in the end. Dave Walls, WSET. That's also his Twitter handle, and he's with us here in the Fast Lane. Dave for LCA, it was a crowning achievement to win a state title after all the heartbreak they had had under Coach Rocco over the last couple of years. What was the reward and celebration like as LCA celebrated the championship and was rewarded with the trophy? Uh, the celebration was, 
I'm trying to find the way to explain it. It was obviously jubilation for the players, and I think it was validation, you know, for uh, Frank Rocco and this LCA fan base. For as successful as this team has been, there is, and there probably w- always will be, a segment of our viewing and listening audiences who just don't believe that LCA should be playing public schools. So I'm always float the statement, oh, they're recruiting kids, they're doing this and that. And even the VHSL had to put out a note that on Twitter, which I thought was interesting, and saying, like, LCA follows the same rules as every other VHSL school. You know, and and the one thing I've always said, if somebody comes up to me and says that, uh, you know, I said, oh, you know they're recruiting, I go, Okay, where's your evidence? You know, here's my email address. Here's my phone number. Send it to me. And all we have is rumor, speculation. The fact of the matter is, you know, LCA. You know, even if you even if you do recruit, which I'm not saying they do, but I'm saying even if you do, you still got to go play the game. You know, LCA has gone through their ups and downs, as does every high school football team. You know, when uh, senior classes graduate, younger kids come up. You know, and it's also their first state championship uh, title win. You know, if they were doing it that well, you know, they would be winning it every year. You know, and like. Frank Rocco also said after the game, you know, 47 other states have private schools playing public schools. I grew up in Delaware. That's a big thing there. The biggest rivalry that I can picture is Salazi Adam, which is a private boys school taking on Newark, you know, and and that packs the house. And it's one of the best games you'll see each year, you know, but fans understand, you know, there's maybe slightly different playing fields, you know, because one school has resources, maybe the other doesn't, but you still got to go out there and play the game. And LCA did that game in, game out, and whether or not you agree with them being in the VHSL, you have to. I insist you have to give up, give it up to these players who showed why they deserve the accolades that they're receiving. Couple more questions for Dave Walls, and that's a very spirited take on LCA winning the state championship and capping off their particular run throughout this season. Um, superlatives. Do you have any that immediately come to mind for the high school football season? Uh, or do we need to get back to you on that another week or two when you've had a chance to digest and, of course, see all region teams and everything else unveiled? You know, I think, you know, for LCA, it was just domination. You know, uh, there's very few teams that we can look back uh, you know, in recent high school history and just say they were that dominant in the beginning of the year and they finished the year that dominant. Yes, we've seen undefeated teams, but, you know, everybody kind of goes through ups and downs. With the exception of maybe Salem in week one, really nobody was able to come close to LCA. Yeah, I know what the final score was against Lafayette, you know, in 28-14, but uh, that, was a, that was a game that was really uh, Lafayette making it look closer than what it was. The Bulldogs took care of business night in, night out, week in, week out, and earned it. As far as everything else, you know, we've, uh, there's a lot of teams that are really, I don't want to say a rebuilding year, but certainly had to readjust themselves this year. We saw Jefferson Forest make a great run, you know, uh, but yet uh, stumble a little bit in the playoffs. They, their ceiling is much higher, and I think JT Cruz would admit that those players uh, who are returning next year have have a long way to go, and they they can make a deeper run. We saw Glass bounce back. We saw Heritage, even with the younger class, with players who are still kind of learning on the fly, make it into the playoffs. You know, and, and uh, you know, and, and and win some games. And you know, we just saw teams kind of reevaluate where they are, you know, and set themselves up for I think what's going to be one heck of a twenty. 
2024 season. You know, I think that I think the Seminole is going to be a real dogfight next year with literally four to five teams who could just as easily find themselves making a run deep into the region finals and beyond next year. So uh, I, it's hard to say I'm already I'm wishing away until next fall, but it's going to be a good year next year. Oh, it definitely is. We look forward to more of that, Dave, and we look forward to more of your coverage as well as you will be blowing out the budget for ABC 13 WSET at the Fiesta Bowl. We will let you rest up for that and look forward to chatting about that next time we speak here in the Fast Lane. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'll save you some Whataburger. Okay, I'll bring it back from Arizona for you. Take yeah. care. Have a great weekend. Dave Walls with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, we'll start looking ahead to that game and more with pro handicapper Paul Stone slated to join us next here in the Fast Lane.